Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Now and Then with Glenn. My name is Glenn Williams. I'm your host. And we're doing a segment called Council is Connor. You know, I was sitting around at a, at a news uh, meeting, and we were in a circle, and we we're discussing some of the things we we're going to talk about on the air. And uh, everyone talked about all this doom and gloom and how, you know, if, if you watch the news, next time you watch Channel 4, 5, or 7 for a half an hour, you'll notice that the first 25 minutes of this person got killed, this one killed his wife, this house burnt down, this is a terrible place, this, 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 and this, and this. And then the last five minutes is this fluff piece. It usually isn't even really news, you know. So what we decided to do was, was to bring some of the people who know more about this city than, than anybody because of their commitment and their dedication and who else, who else fits that, that, that description than the great city councilor, Michael Flaherty. Michael, thank you for thank coming you, in. I Breaking really, news. Breaking. Breaking news. Boston is a great city. Yes. Uh, best city in the country and uh, a city, uh, uh, livable, walkable, relatively yeah. safe city compared to cities that size are bigger. We boast of the best colleges and universities we in do. the world. We've got the best hospitals, network of community health centers in the world, yep. between financial services, uh, life science, STEM, a lot of great things are happening in our city. Right. And we need to make sure that those opportunities are trickling throughout all of our neighborhoods so people feel that they're part of it. And that's that's our job, that's our well, task. Well, I think it's really important that people do know about that. I told you before we came on the air, I have some friends of mine that are afraid to leave their yeah, house. Yeah, that's terrible. Long-time resident residents that yep. say, you know, yeah, I'll come over to the house, Glenn, but I'm not going down yep. the square because I heard something might occur, yep. you know. And it's unfortunate, you know. Yep. What kind of programs are out there? What kind of things they have? We know the Main Street program yep. works really, yep. really hard. Yep. you got a great one over there. We do, which have done, it's done great work uh, revitalizing um, things. Your program, yeah. right, and being in. Yeah. Uh, think about the resource that we have. Uh, yeah. You started here. I couldn't even tell I, you. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. It was, it was before I think I joined the council <laughs> as the longest serving member. Uh, out in the neighborhoods covering the parades, yeah. right, and connecting folks to, to that and then to be a, a network that um, that's just promoting all things sort of local, all things Boston, that's a great addition. Yeah. You think about all of our first, first library, first police department, first public housing, uh, first education. So um, we've always been a leader as a city. And so um, you think, look around the city and you think about, um, you know, where can we where can we be better? Where can we do better? And, and, and you think about our success stories, they're all a direct result of partnerships, right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think the late, uh, our late great mayor, Tom Menino, used to talk about a lot of uh, our city's partnerships and, um, and, and having served on the council um, under him and now uh, having had the opportunity to, to serve under, you know, with the Walsh administration, now the Wu administration, uh, and uh, being a leader on the Boston City Council and being able to mentor the new members, uh, 13 yep. members of the council, six of them are brand new know. in their first term. And, uh, and so just um, showing them the ropes or uh, bringing them up to speed on the city charter or council rules or Robert's Rules of Order, uh, just who to call when yeah. there's a specific situation, a specific department, uh, where they're located in the building, or maybe 1010 Mass Ave, or uh, over Court Street, et cetera. So playing that type of role of, of, of bridge building uh, and working with colleagues to, to make our city better. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's not about an individual city councilor, and I'm at large, so I represent the whole city, but yeah. it's really about the people we represent. It's about the people who elect us to do that job. And we need to do our job down at City Hall to make sure that we're supporting mm -hmm. and funding all of these great programs that make our city great. And one that we did touch base on right before this is the CPA, the Community Preservation Act. And uh, I fought long and hard uh, to have it passed on the ballot and uh, chairing that committee now. And so many programs, so many um, affordable housing opportunities, um, uh, open space um, and parks and, and um, 
in uh, historic preservation, yeah. all good stuff that we can see and you can point to things across the city that are a direct result of well, CPA funding. We're experiencing one right now. This building that we're in was the power station for the old Orange Line. That's right. The old Rattler, we used to call right, it, going down Washington <laughs> right. Street. I used to take yeah. it every day to school yeah. to Cambridge. You know? The Rattler. But, but it's one of those buildings yep. that was going to be gone. Yep. And, uh, and we kind of stepped in and we, we called the right people and uh, some people jumped on board and here it is. It's, yep. it's our beautiful facility. We also get the Brown Fund, the White Fund. I mean, there's a number of different yep. funds that we have and partnerships um, that help um, you know, our city. Uh, well, the White Fund home. built our, commu our, yep. our community health center yep. over in Rosigal. I'm yep. on the board there. Yep. And, you know, and we're very, very proud of, of the building that we're in. And it's yep. the old, the original post yep. office. Now you're right. you know, yep. I was with you there during that whole process <laughs> yeah. and the ribbon cutting. So, but those are the things. Um, um, you know that um, you know that you're able to sort of revitalize and to get that sense of connection and in the history and also uh, helps move us, move us forward into the future. So we're we're blessed. Right. Um, and it's you know you talk about uh, how many people come here uh, every year to get higher education or to get healthcare. You think about the CEOs. Uh, that are moving their companies here and bringing those jobs, that economic opportunity. So we're well positioned, uh, even in a down economy, which mm -hmm. you know we are experiencing. And if you do watch the news, and you're looking at other cities our size or bigger who are really struggling, uh, in many instances, some of those cities are upside down. Yeah. We don't have, fortunately, thank God, we don't have a lot of those issues. It's because of the partnerships. It's our community policing. It's the model. It's the best in, in the country. Uh, we're the envy of, of other jurisdictions, and particularly their police departments, as to how we do it. Are we perfect? No, we're not. Can we always do better? Absolutely. But it's that. It's our schools, making strides in our schools. And the good news is, um, prior to uh, Superintendent Skipper and prior to uh, Commissioner Cox, they have a great working relationship, Good. and that's a partnership with our schools and our local police department that didn't exist with their uh, with their predecessors, particularly on the school side. Yeah. Um, Super Superintendent Skipper's predecessor did did not want and didn't want to enjoy a good relationship, and as a result of which we saw, you know, some of the violence that you do see the in the neighborhoods because our schools are a, are, you know, a microcosm of our neighborhoods, and you'd see that, you know, uh, there'd be a dust-up at school that now goes out into the street, or there might have been a dust-up out in the street that now plays itself in the school. We need that partnership, and we heard in a recent poll from parents that, you know, they did not, they do not feel safe with their child or grandchild in the Boston Public Schools. That's a problem. Mm. Our children should be going into safe havens, which is the schools, to get a great education so that we can, uh, they can participate uh, in the upside of the economy that's happening, you know, uh, and, and whether it's in the South Boston waterfront, downtown, or even in the neighborhood. So those are the things that we need to continue to, and, uh, and I say it oftentimes, we're, we're an opportunity-rich and a resource-rich city, and we can boast lots of first and this and that, but it's connecting uh, our residents to those opportunities, and that which, that's what makes our city the great city that it is. That's a great example as far as partnerships. You, you, you love partnerships and you talk about them in, in a great way. I can sit and listen to you all day. But that whole idea that the partnership was lacking before the new commissioner and the new superintendent, yep. now the, the new ones, they're talking to each other yep. and working yep. things yep. out. And not necessarily working things out, but just communicating. Yep. Right. And we have a hearing this Friday. Mm -hmm. They're coming together. Because they, because they want to show that, hey, we're, we're working together, and we do have a plan. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's a big piece of it. We need to have a plan, particularly as we're heading into the summer months, right? Yep. And when you see a little bit of an uptick in the violence, um, 
what more, um, you know, better, I guess, uh, example is to see our school superintendent, our police commissioner yep. coming together um, in partnership. And clearly, they have clearly defined roles. Superintendent's role is to educate our children and put top-notch, um, you know, education and um, and uh, and resources to that to get kids to get through school and also hopefully be able to if, go on to college or compete in the working world. And obviously, our commissioner is focused on public safety and. Uh, they can work together, and there could be those very successful partnerships that we've enjoyed in the past uh, moving forward in the future. And to the, to the delight, um, frankly, of parents and grandparents uh, who struggle and worry every day, you know, is their child safe on the way to school, at school, on the way home to school? And as chair of public safety um, on the council and having worked closely with both, and when you do see an incident of violence or you see uh, a particular school that is, um, we've got repeat incidents and repeat calls to that school, being able to call the superintendent, being able to call the commissioner, yeah. Yeah. make sure that they're on the same page, that they're sharing the intel with one another to make the schools safer, that's that's good stuff and that's that's partnerships that's, that, and we need that. The, that's the perfect ex explanation of, of the success of a, of a partnership, the safety of our future. Are they the future? They're the now. Right. You know, I think that what that what our kids are, are experiencing, my daughter's a teacher over at Orchard Garden. Yep. Loves it. It's great. You know, she, she's been doing it for years and, and she she uh, she talks about that fear sometimes, yeah. you know, and, and I say, you know, what we have to do is we have to lead by our example, live our lives, not shut ourselves mm -hmm. off to any of the information, but know about it right. and share it. Right. You know? And the interesting thing that people from the outside that's, that will be giving their opinions as to what we should and shouldn't be doing here in Boston, what they fail to recognize is that. Uh, a lot of our police officers, the men and women of our police department, as well, a lot of, as, as, well as a lot of our teachers, mm -hmm. their children go to the Boston Public Schools. So, so a, a police officer in the schoolyard or a police officer dropping his or her child off the school, that's normal. Yeah. And children, students, you know, going over to uh, that student's house whose parent is a police officer or our police officers after their shift, they're our coaches. <laughs> they're volunteering at the, the local churches and the soup kitchens. and They're part of the community because of community policing, but also because of those partnerships. And you have outside folks that come out from out of cities or, you know, they do yeah. a research project in Harvard and they think that they've got all the answers. The fact of the matter is um, you can't sort of, you can't cookie cut Boston. Um, our, our teachers and their children and our police officers and their children yeah. go to the school. They're, they're, they're consumers, they're customers of our schools. And you know, so when you hear those stories of, oh, you know, a police officer, you know, if he's dropping his son or daughter off to school, they really shouldn't be wearing their uniform. They absolutely should be wearing their uniform, just like an elected official dropping off, just like someone that's running a TV show should be um, dropping off. Federal Express, uh, Poland Springs, uh, UP. Come to come to drop your kid off or pick your kid off how you are. Identify. Nothing more important than being invested in your child's education. That's the most important thing. Sure not is. what type of you know not what type of garb you have on. And we had situations where you had you know principals um, you know asking you know uh, police officers were dropping their kids off to school to you know change, change their uniforms. It's insanity. Yeah. That has been stopped under Superintendent Skipper and under Commissioner Cox, which was welcome news. And now we just have to identify how do we get you know, the guns and the knives and how do we get them out of the hands of kids. And um, that's the discouraging part because every time Boston police recover uh, or get a weapon off the street, it's almost like there's you know, the, the access and the availability of illegal firearms. It's, there's two or three right behind the one that yeah. gets, uh, gets confiscated. So that's the struggle we have is this there's the proliferation of illegal firearms on the streets and how easily accessible they are. And that's how people settle in their beefs. Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and we need to find a way working with our clergy and working with our community uh, outreach organizations and working with uh, sports teams and our coaches and those mentors uh, that we all knew, we all grew up, whether it was a coach or it was a teacher, in engaging them to help us stem the tide right. of violence as we're happening, uh, as we, so that those folks don't feel uh, you know, that they to need to come out of the house yeah. or worrying about their son or daughter playing down at the local ball field or going to a, uh, an event or just going down to, 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 to corner, a corner store to pick up a pick slush up, or yeah. get, a, get a soda and a bag of chips. Or meet their pals yeah. at the park. 100%. So we can and must do better in that space, and uh, we will continue to work together and, and bring uh, the necessary partners to bear on it. I'm confident uh, that our commissioner and our police department are, are working uh, on a plan with our mayor and members of the council, and, and I've been sort of privy to that as the chair of public safety, and we've had a number of hearings around uh, the violence, and also right. working with my colleagues, particularly those that you know have a, a higher level of, 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 of incidents that are happening in their respective they communities. They recognize and, it yeah. and understand it a lot better than a lot of people think. Right. You know, back when I, when I first started doing my program here, back when you were at BU, I think, or wherever. BU Law, and we had Boston College, BU Law. I don't know how you went to college on both ends of, the, of Commonwealth <laughs> Avenue. I don't know how you managed that. But anyways, um, the, um, the show that was on before me was community policing, and they just started yep. this stuff, and that kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. So the conversation's been going on yep. for a long time now. Yep. You know, and I, and I think that we're, we're getting there. I yep. think we're getting the communication yep. out there and stuff. What kind of programs do you think we're going to be looking at this summer for the kids? Uh, is there anything that the Main Street program over in Southeast yeah. is going to be doing? Well, I'm mean? excited about the, uh, our um, community centers, and in particular, they're, they're expanding their hours. Yeah. So we are looking, oh. we've made, we've, so the city council working with our mayor has made, uh, in this upcoming budget, we're in the middle of budget season, uh, we've, we've seen significant- Don't I know it. I know, baby. <laughs> um, we've seen significant upgrades um, with capital expenditures with respect to uh, Centers for Youth and Family, and then we're also expanding the hours, yeah. which is also a great opportunity. So um, there was a time when, you know, you'd, you'd have a, uh, a kid, a student, uh, after school program going to a community center just as the personnel was leaving because they were there at seven o'clock yeah, you know, yeah, to three. Yeah, yeah. Versus, so they've readjusted the times so yeah. that, you know, the community centers are open and the programming is happening when we need it the most, which right. is nights and weekends. So excited. And the qualified people uh, are there. Yep. And Mata Rivera um, does a phenomenal job, as her, does her team. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't do everything alone, but uh, she gets it. Um, you know, she's come through sort of the, the ranks, if you will, through community centers as a consumer going to a community center and then as a mother with her uh, daughter going through the community centers. So um, she gets it. And so um, the capital upgrades, uh, the pools, uh, there's been an extra focus because we had some pools that were shut down um, in the past just because they were in disrepair and we didn't put the necessary capital behind them. So uh, we've got a number of uh, a different um, uh, sites that they're looking at to, to revitalize the pool. So good stuff is happening um, from the community center piece. So I think that's they're a big partner here, yeah, uh, as really well as are. other civic organizations well, and, spread and youth programs. I think. Yep. You know. And also the sports programs, the, you know, it's the Little Leagues, it's the Babe Roots, it's the Lacrosses, it's the Sockers, it's, you know, go right down the list, it's the girls' softball, it's all of that stuff plays a role in keeping kids busy, keeping them, um, you know, uh, mentally and physically in, in, in shape and in tune, and building those relationships and those friendships, um, lasting friendships as you go back, think about your days and me playing youth hockey, a little oh, league or boxing, sure. you, you go back and it's the, you know, it's the, it was your teammates or you your classmates them. that you, you remember, and that's also which makes our, 
a city, a, a special place. You know, the place. Little League, Parkway Little League Parade always starts in Fallon Field, which is in my yeah. backyard, yeah. you know, and I, I got my little granddaughter to watch yeah. it. Now she, she can't wait. Yeah. She, she wants to play. Last this. weekend, um, it was a nomination paper drive, so signature yeah. papers wrote. Millennium Park, they had them in, uh, it was over 1,000 people. Yeah. I mean, it might have been two thousand. Get all your signatures. Yeah. You need right so it's there. it's there's, yeah. It's just it's, you just so you see, and and we've also made a huge commitment to our parks and to our open spaces, and so uh, big effort underway um, to to get the fields up to, uh, to snuff for the season. But um, it's the tree canopy piece. Sure. It, it's the climate resiliency stuff. So we're focused on a lot of those issues at, uh, on the council again in partnership with the mayor uh, and her team to put the best product forward for the residents and the taxpayers of Boston. So Fantastic. again, you know, are we perfect? No, we're not. But, uh, you know, I see our city continuing to grow continue and to I work. see we can continue to move forward. And we are becoming a destination. Our, our population is growing, which has sort of put us into this um, redistricting conundrum. There are certain parts of the city, uh, South Boston Waterfront, the downtown, South End, uh, Back Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fenway, have all grown in population. Yeah, yeah. The next census, which is a little further down the road, East Boston, they've already got 15,000 units already in the pipeline. That's going to change. Dorchester between uh, Marcy Boulevard and Galvin Boulevard, they're going to be busting at the scene. Yeah. So, um, and so we're, we're obviously in the middle of that. Uh, with the put 60 new units within the block yeah. of my house on Belgrade yeah. Ave. In two different yeah. locations. I mean, it, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we are growing, it and it's people because people want to come want in. To yeah. be people want to come in. Yeah. It's like a good news, bad news story. Yeah. The secret's okay. out. It's okay. Boston is so good that the secret is out that more people want to be the here. The local coffee the shops will be yeah. happy for you. You're right. we got just a couple of minutes to go, and then i got to give you back to the city. But uh, I, I like to ask at the end, where do you see us in 10 years? Where do you see us? I mean, you've got the experience of yeah. growing gonna, in yeah. politics here. Where, where do you see We're us? We're going to continue to lead, I think, on a number of fronts uh, if we can get through this, um, the down economy piece and continue to put shovels in the ground, yeah. uh, particularly around STEM. Um, yep. And I think that, you know, STEM for those at home, it's you know, science, science, technology, yeah. engineering, and math. It's the life science piece of this, that, um, which is attracting those companies, startups, their CEOs, et cetera, to come here because of the intellectual capital mm -hmm. and because of our health care and our financial services. So they want to be here. Plus, we're a relatively safe city. We're a walkable city. Yeah. We have to fix some of the MBTA issues. Mm -hmm. Totally understand that. But there's not an area that you really can't get to right. in the city. Right. And there's also a neighborhood that you know you, you can't walk through and, and, and feel comfortable and safe in. So that's the good news point. We need to prepare uh, the next generation to take advantage of those um, those careers. So it's not about the loading dock, it's not about the mail room, it's not about the security. We got that covered. Even we're even covered building the buildings with respect to the building trades. But to be able to get the CEO and the CFO and the general counsel jobs, we need to train this next generation. Our focus needs to be on um, the children in the Boston Public Schools sure. and make sure that we've got a no-nonsense quality education and get all of the nonsense and the noise out of the room, make sure that that child goes and comes and is at school safely and that they're getting a great education with a focus on STEM and that we're graduating more students and we're sending more kids. I mean, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, we boast the best college and universities in the world. That's the great news. Bad news is not enough of our kids, kids that live in the neighborhoods of Boston, get to go to those schools. You could be over the Alice Taylor housing development and literally look right across the street to both Northeastern and Wentworth. Yeah. And the kid in the projects has no sense of connection to the school That's other nice. than it's a direct abutting building. Maybe gets to jump on the field every once in a while when the teams are wrapping up. 
but that's it. it has no sense of being able to get into that classroom to get a degree, to right. walk across the stage with a degree from Northeastern or Wentworth, two great schools. Yeah. Um, we need to reverse that. We need to make sure that while we continue to support our colleges and universities in Boston, that they're reaching out, they're partnering, they're bringing city kids into those classrooms to get those degrees so that they can get down to the downtown or to the South Boston waterfront sure. and access those jobs, those careers, yep. which will be life-changing for them in Don't their family. Don't forget Mass Ave, right around all the corner. Of it. Yep. It's, you know? it, it, it trickles everywhere. I add the A to STEAM. I'm STEM, so it's STEAM. Because I taught for years yeah. at Sacred Heart. We taught, you know. we taught STEAM. STEAM. What was the A? What was the A? Arts. Arts. There you go. The arts. Come Listen, on. we have a great arts community, right? Yeah, and do. a growing arts community. No That's question. a whole. I could, we could have a whole show on sure. on the arts uh, here in Boston, and, and we've been a leader on that front as well. And so, uh, and making sure that students that are going to school, we have the, the arts academy is probably one of the best in the country. Yeah, they're great. But kids that go to school again, uh, you know, college isn't for everybody, or you know, uh, a, no. a tool belt isn't for everybody. No. Um, you know, a, a, a violin or a piano isn't for everybody. But we have so much to offer to everybody. Uh, that if you want to be focused on the arts, sky's the limit. Yeah. You want to get involved in the trades or um, you know, or, or, or some you other Madison, profession, you sky's schools. the limit. Yeah. You okay. want to go and onto college and, and get a master's degree, sky's the limit. Sky is the limit here in Boston. There you go. Um, I like that. And we just need to pr provide those opportunities and connect uh, our young people to resources, resources early on so that they get exposure to a little bit of everything, and then they get to sort of pick their path, and, and, and Boston will be there for them because we stick by our own, and we've always done it. Counselor, thank you. Always great to see you, no, Glenn. Thank you pleasure. for the work you do. Well, thank you for coming in and spending a couple of minutes with anytime. us. Anytime. I'd mean, love to come always, back. Any, you know, anytime. I've been telling everybody, make sure that this is our this, this should be your opportunity right. to get out any message right. you need. Right. And you think about the people that have hosted shows here. Hmm. Mike Bear. I know. You know Bobby Losey, uh, Catherine O'Neill, just good City folks. Catherine uh, and I hosted uh, uh, Senator Collins's breakfast. Over. By the way, yeah. you're the most requested act on that. That whole thing. Thank yourself. you. Thank that you very much. Now, that's my kids <laughs> okay. and my wife. They, they're the funny ones in the house. So. They do the writing? I'm the singer. <laughs> Listen, gang, thanks an awful lot for being here with us. It's always a great pleasure to sit with one of the great counselors in the city to, to talk about being a Bostonian, what goes into being a, a great member of this incredible Sky's community? the limit. Sky's the limit. Let's write it down. Uh, uh, listen, get out there and do something awful for yourself, if you don't mind using a plug. Uh, and uh, you'll be better for it. You'll feel better for it. Listen, get out there. We'll dig you later, okay? Bye-bye now.